Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In today's lesson, we will discuss the different factors which led to Britain becoming a democracy in the 1800s and into the 1900s. We will examine six key factors which led to this. The impact of industrialisation, the way that other countries had an influence, the role of pressure groups, the changes that education and newspapers helped bring about, World War I's impact, and finally the role of party political advantage. Historically, Britain had been a very class-based and hierarchical society. The country was overseen by a monarchy, aristocracy and churches, and they ruled the country in their own interests. They clearly did not favour the idea of sharing power with ordinary people. Many believed that for a man to have a stake in the country, it was important that he owned land, and the notion that anyone who failed to do so should have any influence over the government was seen as a complete nonsense. However, once the 1800s began, this began to change. Different sections of society would demand their changes. One factor caused this was industrialisation. Between the 1750s and 1850s, Britain underwent a huge period of changes, linked to the new technology of the day. This technology included new factory methods, new farming methods, and the introduction of transport, such as a national rail network. This completely transformed the type of country that Britain was. Before this process, most people in Britain had lived in the countryside, in rural areas. But after this process, people were attracted into the growing towns and cities in the hope of jobs. This created a middle class who wanted to vote. The middle class were very, in some cases owners, or at the very least the managers of these new businesses. And as the middle class demanded the vote and were eventually given it in 1832, this led to growing demands for the working class to get this right. Of course, in all of this, this is only men we've been discussing so far women would take much, much longer to get the right to vote. Industrialisation also had a big impact because people started living more closely together and working closely. This gave them an insight into not only the lives but in particular the problems that other people faced and led to them demanding changes and improvements for them all. Britain's rail network played a major role as well. With the rise of a national network that connected different parts of the country, it not only gave ordinary people a greater chance to travel and understand life in those areas, but it also let political campaigners do this, as well as newspapers, leading to the creation of national rather than local newspapers. All of these factors led to growing demands for an improved democracy and for people to have their say. However, it would be wrong to suggest that industrialisation is the only reason that Britain became a democracy. For instance, the Industrial Revolution is said to have taken place uh, from the mid-1700s into the mid-1800s. However, it would be 1928 before finally all women had an equal chance and an equal right to vote. This is therefore almost a century after the end of the period known as the Industrial Revolution. It's too simple to suggest that simply because Britain industrialised, it led to these changes. Other factors may have played a role as well. One other factor is the influence of other countries. There were numerous political revolutions which may have had an impact on change in Britain. There was the Italian revolutions of 1848, 
the Russian Revolution of 1917, as well as the failed Russian Revolution of 1905, there was the American Civil War in 1865, and there historically had been revolutions in America and France in the late 1700s, which inspired many people around the world, including Britain. Revolution was important in other countries because it led to fears it might happen in Britain as well. Some people would argue that the ruling classes in Britain, believing that it was better to give up some control rather than lose it all, supported changes to give more people a right to vote. Certainly any historians who had been studying the French Revolution would point out the extreme actions which ordinary people may take when they are faced with the possibility of not being given any say. Not only this, other countries had an influence on Britain because they introduced changes before Britain did. Other parts of the British Empire, including New Zealand, Australia and Canada, gave the vote to women before Britain. This was a huge embarrassment to Britain that was supposed to lead the British Empire to be left behind by other areas. However, it is again perhaps too strong to suggest that just because there was change in other countries that this somehow influenced the British population. There's no particular evidence which supports the view that there was widespread demand for revolution in Britain, and part of the best evidence for this is the rise of the moderate Labour Party, which was interested in gaining power for democratic votes and not for violent revolution. In addition, while some countries, including parts of the British Empire, did give the vote to women before Britain did, many other powerful countries, such as France and USA, did not, suggesting that it's too simple to say that's why it happened. Another factor which led to democratic changes was the role of pressure groups. There were a range of pressure groups which campaigned to make Britain more democratic in different ways. Groups such as the Chartists, the Reform League and the National Reform Union were active in the 1800s and they generally used peaceful protests to get changes. They wanted to see men being given the vote, they wanted MPs to be paid and they wanted other introductions such as equal constituencies and no need for MPs to own land before they could be elected. Democratic groups such as these helped bring issues to the public attention. Not only this, they allowed ordinary members of the public who may not have the vote to engage with politicians directly. This was a huge step in a country where the vast majority of people were still excluded from influencing their government through voting. However, it's wrong to suggest that this is the only reason that dem democracy happened. Many of these groups, including the Chartists, although often peaceful, did often have rallies which resulted in riots, thus justifying the government ignoring them. In addition, these groups were interested in ensuring that men had the right to vote and not women, thus their demands in itself were not fully democratic. Other groups which in fact helped women were the suffragettes and the suffragists, although they campaigned in very different ways. The suffragists used peaceful methods such as petitions and lawful campaigns to persuade the government to support them. However, the suffragettes took a much more violent and extreme approach, including arson, attacking politicians and police officers, and destroying pillar boxes. These groups were important because at a time women were excluded from politics largely, they allowed women to play a part in public life. They also helped raise the publicity and profile of the demand that women should gain the franchise. However, 
the violent actions of the suffragettes may have actually stopped women gaining the vote, as the government did not want to be seen to be giving in to terrorism. The suffragists, in contrast, however, may have been ineffectual because their non-violent methods made them relatively easy to ignore. Another factor which led to the rise of democracy then is that of education in newspapers. A better informed public is obviously much more able to take part in debate and thus try and influence those that make decisions. There were two major actions helped achieve this. In 1855, stamp duty, which is a form of tax, was removed from newspapers and this made them much cheaper to buy, leading to an explosion in the number of newspapers. In 1856, there had been 795 newspapers in Britain, but by 1886, this had more than doubled to 2,093. Equally, ensuring that people were able to read and understand political information, in 1872 in Scotland, primary education became compulsory, thus ensuring that people had at least a basic form of education. All of this was important because the more opportunities people had to be able to read about politics, whether through newspapers or pamphlets, ensured that there was more people to took an interest. In particular, it helped the working class political campaigns, which inspired many people to get involved and demand further reforms. However, it would be wrong to suggest that this alone is the key reason that democracy happened. Newspapers did not focus entirely on political or social issues, they often included gossip and lurid stories as well, meaning that just because people read newspapers did not automatically mean they'd become better informed. In addition, many of the first pupils after the 1872 introduction of primary education in Scotland would be in their 50s if they were men or 70s if they were women before they finally gained the right to vote, suggesting that this alone is not the only factor. Another influence which many people point towards is the impact of events during World War I. During World War I, men were conscripted to fight from 1916. This was initially single men aged 18 to 41. As they were forced to go and fight in the war, this left behind a variety of jobs which needed done. Women therefore stepped in to fill the gap in a variety of ways, including working in munitions factories or as police officers. In February 1918, just before World War I came to an end, all men aged 21 and over gained the vote, and some women aged 30. There is a strong argument that men and women were given the vote as a thank you for their war efforts. This was on the basis that it was impossible to force men to fight and then deny them the right to vote when they returned. Once all men had been given the vote, it was then impossible to suggest that, in particular, educated and rich women should not equally have this right. Not only this, but women's efforts and work during the war showed that they were responsible and deserving of the right to vote. However, there are arguments against this view. For instance, men had previously fought in wars, such as the Boer War, and had not been given the vote afterwards. And in addition, Many of the women who did the most important and dangerous war work were single and aged under 30, the very women who did not gain the vote in 1918. Some people therefore suggest that the reason this took place was that of political advantage. Political parties would support change so that they could gain the support and votes of new voters. In 1867, the Conservatives proposed giving more men the right to vote, even though they traditionally opposed doing this. This was known as dishing the Whigs because they aimed to undermine support for the Liberals in doing so, 
the Liberals were ultimately forced to back these changes. However, it would be wrong to suggest that the Conservatives' actions in 1867 are the only reason that democracy came about. For one thing, they only proposed extending the votes to some working class men, a relatively small change overall, and there were still only two main political parties at this point, the Liberals and the Tories, or Conservatives, which would suggest that any changes would be of minimal impact. This issue of political advantage arose again in the 1900s. The Liberals were worried about the growing influence of the working class Labour Party. As a result, although the Liberals had very often opposed extending the right to vote not only to all men, but to women, they suddenly in 1918, as part of the wartime coalition government, supported this. Many people suggest that this was in the hope that they would gain working class male votes, as well as women, and stop these voters instead from supporting the Labour Party. However, it would be wrong to suggest this is the only reason changes took place. For one, the new Liberals, including people such as David Lloyd George, had taken power, and they genuinely supported a fairer voting system rather than for simple political advantage. Another reason for the growth of democracy may have been the changing political attitudes which were evident from the mid-1800s onwards. The previous opinions of many from the political class, simply that poorer people could not be trusted to vote, were beginning to shift for a variety of different reasons. New political ideas began to spread at this time, not only in Britain but all across Europe and the wider world, which included socialism, which was the idea that workers should have control of their own country, and also liberalism, the idea that people should be free to express opinions, including voting. Political thinkers like John Stuart Mill espoused liberalism, whilst Karl Marx was prominently associated with socialism, and they published books supporting this. At the same time, the rise of artisans also played a role. Artisans were skilled workers, working in trades that required a great deal of talent. This ability that they had gained respect from many people. In addition, many artisans took the time to attend night schools, which not only improved their education and political understanding, but again suggested to many in the political class that this was a group of people that could be trusted with the responsibility of voting. Many of these artisans became involved in organisations that campaigned for political and workplace changes, including trade unions that tried to improve the working conditions of their members, and groups like the Chartists that were interested in democratic change. These changing political attitudes had a major impact on helping make Britain a democracy. Politicians such as William Gladstone believed that artisans were deserving of the right to vote, and he also worried that the failure to give them this right could potentially lead to revolution. In addition, the artisans' interest and involvement in politics persuaded other politicians that they deserved the right to vote. Many working class people were involved in campaigns such as those against slavery in the United States, and this included refusing to work with slave cotton. This responsible attitude and general understanding suggested that they were deserving of the right to vote. However, even though attitudes were starting to change, it's not quite enough to suggest that change in political attitudes would make Britain a democracy. For one thing, in 1867, with the Second Reform Act, only one-third of men had the right to vote, and even by 1884 this had increased to two-thirds, 
meaning that a third of men were still excluded from voting, and of course all women. It was clear that political attitudes were still to change. Part of the reason for this may have been the problems that were often associated with some of the campaigns. Violence occasionally occurred at protests involving groups such as the Chartists, and this played into the view that the working class could not be trusted with the right to vote.